Hi there, and thank you for joining us for the POG Podcast. Today, we have an opening prayer from Lisa, then followed by our guest speaker, Pastor Chris Allen, who will be continuing our series on I've Got the Power, closing out our very own Pastor George. Welcome to POG. We're so excited that you're here today. Our prayer is that you really get to enjoy God's presence here today. You know, there's a guy that we like to talk about a lot. His name is Jesus. And there's one story in the Bible. Jesus was coming down the road and he saw this man up in a tree trying just to get a a different look at Jesus, trying to just, you know, I heard about this dude, like, let me see what he's all about. And he's trying to see him, and Jesus sees him up in the tree. Now this guy that was in the tree, his name is Zacchaeus, and he was known for for backstabbing his own people. He was known for not only being like a bad dude, but a bad dude to his own people. And not in any nationality across the world will you find that respected. Never. Like this guy was known just for being rough around the edges. But Jesus looked up to him and he said, hey, I want to have dinner with you. I just want to sit with you. I want to get to know you. And you know what? They went to dinner and that man's life was changed forever. You know, rules are not going to change you. Religion is not going to change you. Religion is not going to make your life any better. The only one thing that's going to change our life, that's going to bring hope to our tomorrow, is the presence and the person of Jesus Christ. And today, church, our prayer is that you get to meet him this morning. So let's pray. God, we thank you that you never stop meeting us where we're at. We thank you for your grace that is unconditional. We thank you for your love that is never ending. And we pray that this morning, as we worship for the next few minutes, that we would really be able to focus on you and that you would speak to our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name. But um, I'm so happy, so happy to be here. I want to share a couple of verses with you in the scriptures, and I don't want to talk too much about myself. That's what my Facebook is for. And so, Christian Allen, right? But I want to I want to go into some scriptures, and I want to open up our Bibles to the book of John, chapter 5. But before I go there, I want to continue. I want to continue on this series that is going on here. Say with me, I got the power. Say with me, I got the, wow, we got Superman up there. Okay, I got the power. And, and, and what does that word power mean? And there's a, uh, there's, a, there's a little description that I want to give you before we go there. So I'm going to give you a, like an introduction to, to what I'm going to speak about. And I want to explain certain things uh, scripturally. I'm pretty sure your pastor's done this, but I want to go here just in case there's someone new and has been here for the, is here for the first time. I want to be able to explain this to you so you can understand what I'm going to do with the, with the scriptures today or with the word of God. So back in the day, back in the day, Okay, when Jesus was roaming on the earth and he was here, he's still here, but when I'm talking about his flesh, his physical body was here, there was a, uh, there was a, a group of men who wrote about him. And when they, what they wrote about was really interesting. But they wrote about it not in their native, native tongue. They wrote about it in, in the lengua franca, in the language that was more common. What is the language that is mostly common in the world today? What is it? I, I travel the world, I go from country to country, and everybody, almost everybody, speaks what? Did you just say Spanish? No, Latinas, listen to me. In your world, it's Espanol. But the lengua franca, every, even the Latin countries, when you go over there, they speak English because English is the, the native, you know, word, it's, the, it's the language that is spoken around the world. So back in the day, they were speaking Greek. These are people who are writing in Greek, but, 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 
This is the cool part. They were in Greek. They were Jewish. So though they were writing in Greek, they were writing this in Greek, they were Jews. And it's like today, a Puerto Rican in Newark writing in English with a Puerto Rican flavor. So when they wrote about him, they wrote about it in that language because it was... Now this language was really interesting and really cool because it, it has more description than the English language. So when we read our Bible, we're kind of limited of what we really are getting and perceiving here. So I'm going to talk about the same scripture that you probably have read many, many times. But I'm going to talk about it in its original language. Is that okay with you? It doesn't matter if it's okay with you. You're going to have to hear it. Because it means something a little different than what you probably heard before. Capish? Okay, so um, let's go to the book of John, chapter 5. And I want to I talk about what's going on here. Say with me, Jesus. Anybody ever heard of that guy before? Cool guy, right? Good looking dude. Okay. And Jesus is in doing what he always does. He's not, he's not looking to make trouble. Jesus is trouble on two feet to those who don't really know him. And he was doing what he always does, and you should be doing what you always do. And he walked in front of a, a place during a specific time and during a specific season. It was a season where the Jews were celebrating their feasts. It's like the Puerto Rican Day Parade in, in Manhattan. It's like the Portuguese Festival here in Newark. It was like the big time, like big time, like, like feast. Like everybody and their mother and their dog was in this place. And so there, it was during a time of like happiness and joy and during the feast. And now during the feasts, the Jews believe and still believe to this day that God operates in miracles and signs and wonders. So that's why the Jews, they still keep these feasts. You see them, the guys with the funny hats, you know, walking down and those who don't wear the funny hats, they keep these feasts. They really just keep these days to, cel to celebrate because they believe that God is doing something. Now, I believe that God is wor working in specific seasons. You want to know what the Bible says about seasons? God says that God is... The Bible says that God is doing something every day. Something every day. So say with me, every day is my season. Yeah. I don't have to wait for Feliz Navidad. No, every day is my Christmas. Every day is my Jesus day. The Bible says be instant in season and out of season. Stop focusing on the seasons. Be instant. Tell the person next to you, be like a microwave. Be instant. Be on fire with no fire. Okay, you get it? You know, have you ever put something in the microwave and then all of a sudden you touch it and it's so hot? And you're like, how did that thing get so hot with no fire? It must be the devil. So, um, yeah, it's like weird. So you need to be like the microwave. Now, here is Jesus and he's being instant and he's walking and he's just being himself. Now, what is he? He's power. Say with me, power. And that word power in Greek has like four different meanings, but there's one specific meaning that I really want to talk about. And that's a word named, dun that's a word and that's dunamis. And have you spoke about that yet? Yeah, no, you're not. We'll, we'll get there. So that word dunamis is where we get the word dynamite from. So the word power in Greek says, means di dunamis. Say with me, dunamis. Look at the person next to you, say dunamis. Now dunamis, no, no, don't call him a dummy. Say dunamis. So dunamis is, 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 is where we get the word dynamite from. Now, if you look at the word dynamite and God says that he's giving us this power to be the dunamis in the world, I want you to see it. Now, who has the power? Say, I got the power. I got the power. Say with me, I got the power. So the power is not in me, but it's mine. I'm going to explain it to you more. It's inside of you because he's given it to you, but you can't create it on your own. A dynamite is powerful, right? But the minute you throw the dynamite out, you don't have that dynamite anymore. 
So what God is asking you to do is to be the power that he is in the world. I'm going to go somewhere with this. So Jesus was the dynamite on two feet. And wherever he went, he exploded. Wherever he went, he radiated, he gave out what he was. And when you explode, you're going to give what you have. And if inside of you there is, there is darkness and if inside of you there is pain, what is the world going to get? But if inside of you there's love and inside of you there's healing and inside of you there is passion and mercy, what are you going to give to the world? Praise the Lord. Now Jesus is walking and he's here and then he sees this man that's there for 38 years. But not only a man, there were many people waiting. And this is what was going on. They had like this, like like the soup, like this superstition or this 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 belief that these angels would come down and move a water that was in a tank. Now Jesus walks in different places in the Bible where he see him we see him walk on water he makes Peter walk on water and that power and that authority and we see Jesus you know in different places he found he found his disciples near water and we know like Jesus likes water so you should take a bath so and so here is here is Jesus and he's looking at these people and they're waiting they're like a like a superstition they're waiting for something to happen have you ever met like superstitious people like all of a sudden you see a statue and they get on their knees and they they do the cross right there and all of a sudden it's like dude you gotta what are you doing you're walking in front of the statue and okay their belief is there or how about people who believe that their power is in a in a bracelet or their power is in is in certain things that that are man-made can I tell you that your power is in greater things that are not man-made your power is in the one who who created everything that people created these things with. Hey, if it suits you and it works for you, let me know. But I've been looking at people trying hard and nothing's been happening. Now, Jesus is looking at these people that are like those superstitious people. But not only that, they're they're hanging around an old rain. They're hanging around an old, what did I say? An old rain. Because this tank wasn't a well. A well is something that brings fresh water. This, what they were hanging around, this pool, is what would capture the rain that came years ago. And so we see sometimes people hanging around something that's old, an old mentality, an old way of thinking, an old way of seeing things. Uh, we, are, we are afraid of letting go. So we're staying there waiting to see if this old way will help us get out and get a miracle. So what they would believe is that they would believe that whoever would walk into the water first when an angel would come down and move his wings and move the water. Whoever would jump into the water first will get a miracle. Now, doesn't that seem a little wrong? They believe that their God did this. They believe that God would come down, move the waters, and the first person in will get a miracle. Look at the person next to you and says, God is interested in you getting healed, not just one person. It's not about one person. It's about all of us. It's not about just you. It's about you and your family and your city. Come on. Do you believe that God is interested in all of us getting healed? Yes or no? No, no, no. He's interested in some of me getting healed. He wants to heal. He doesn't want to heal my pockets. I'm asking God to do a liposuction. That's what I'm waiting for. And a nose reduction and about four inches on right here. I'll be like Rico Suave right there. So. And for the Lord to keep my hair. Listen, I'm told, I'm, this is a commercial. I'm too short to lose this. I am laying hands on this. I can't. Can you imagine me? No. 
I made a deal with the Lord. I'll preach the gospel as long as you let me keep it. Okay. Can you imagine that? It's scary, right? Where were we? We were at the well. I'm going to have to go into that water and see what comes up. So here, here they are. And all of a sudden, Jesus is walking. And Jesus is not, he's not flanting himself. He's not showing off. He's not showing his credentials. I'm reverend, bishop, apostle. He's not putting his name on the title, you know, on, the, on his Facebook status. He's not flanting how many nations or countries he's going to. He's there hanging out. And he goes, hey, what's up? And, and, and this guy who's paralyzed for 38 years is laying down in front of the pool. He's like, listen, I've been here for 38 years. And Jesus is like Dr. Phil, sitting right there. Okay. He, goes, what? he says, literally goes, what's up? He says, I've been here for 38 years. I'm waiting for this angel to come down. But every time, every time the angel comes down, somebody else gets into the water and, and, and I don't get healed. Now, you have to understand something. I can imagine what he was going through. Now, this is what the, the Bible says. This is what would happen. But if you read it in Greek, it says it was a superstition. It wasn't even real. You want to know why? Because sometimes when you believe in something so, so, so much, you create a false miracle. But it's really a distraction. You got to be honest with yourself. Are you really free from that pain and that bitterness and that anger? Are you really, truly free? I can tell you when you're free. When you look at someone that hurt you once before and you can't see nothing in that pain anymore, the only thing you see is love, then you could tell me you're healed. Right? Right, Negro? Okay, so... But when you, when you look at them and you see them, you're like, I could be in the same church with them, but don't sit them next to me. When you look at your ex, you know, the one that you had the kid with, and you see them, you're like, Satan has caught his mind. You're like, I'm going to have to go to my tia who's a bruja. Listen, no. no. So, you know, you think, about, you think about all this stuff, but we live this. This is real. This is reality. And then you're using your little power that you got that Jesus gave you on a Sunday morning in, in POG and you're throwing it out. You got to keep that dynamite inside of you. You can't just throw it out. The power is not, you can't just activate it. The power is given to you by God. Now you got to take care of that power. So here is, here's this guy and he's waiting there and Jesus is like, okay, okay. So you're, you're trying to get into the water and somebody who's supposed to be help you get into the water says, wait a minute. The, the angel's moving it. You listen, I know I'm supposed to help you, but I got a toe jam. Let me go, let me go in there. And so everybody goes in before you and you're over here waiting. And you want to know what's really bothering me about the story? Is that Jesus, the creator of the heaven and the earth, not any just regular Jesus. No, no, no. Not just the, you know, Jesus Rodriguez. No, not, not, not your primo. No, Jesus is right there saying, what's your problem? And he does not see the master or the power that's standing in front of him. He's too busy looking at his situation. And what happens is this. Our situation blocks our God. Anybody ever been there before? You're too busy. You're too busy like, like literally like complaining about your situation and you stop, you start losing faith in your God. You're going back to the old rain. You're going back to the angel, the superstition that would move the water, but you leave the master that is saying, can I help you? Ooh. I'm preaching better than what I thought I would be preaching today. <laughs> 
And then here they are, like in the water. And there he's, and then Jesus goes, okay, listen, listen, listen. And I want to go there. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? I want you to ask the person next to you, do you want to be, you want to get well? Do you want to get well? That's fun, kind of funny, right? Do you want to get well? Who doesn't want to get well? Like who, do you, but you want to know what it really says? Do you, in, in another, in the New King James Version, it says, do you want to be made whole? Jesus doesn't ask them, do you want to get healed? He says, do you want to get well? But that word well, W-E-L-L, or whole, H-O, W-H-O-L-E, uh, is really different because it doesn't mean what you see there. And this is where I'm talking about where I'm going into the Greek. What it means is this, and I want you to all repeat after me. Everybody in this room, I'm looking at you. Repeat after me. Do you want to be hugias? Hugias or higays? <laughs> it's different pronunciations. Do you? No, no. Some of you didn't do it. You were like, I don't want to be hugias. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. What is this? He's mean. Listen. But no, no, literally, look at the person next to you. Do you want to be hukiyas? Or higais? Okay, whatever is, um, you know. I'm going to tell you what this means. Jesus said these words. He didn't say, do you want to be made whole or do you want to get, want to get well? He says, this is what that word means. Do you want to know what has been keeping you from the truth? And the Bible says that Jesus says, I am the way. I am the I am the way I am the I am the do you want to know what's been keeping you from seeing me and we have people here screaming out to Jesus but we don't know why we're screaming out to Jesus we have some of us in the room that love the worship and we love the way pastor ignites us every Sunday but we yet have had an encounter with the true Jesus because our issues are in front of us and he says to him, do you want to get well? Do you want to know what deviates you from the truth? That's what that word really means. That's why you should read in Greek, study Greek. And so then all of a sudden, Jesus says that to him. And you want to know what his response is? His response is not, yes, I want to know what, what can make me whole. He goes, I have nobody put me into the pool. Jesus is saying, I want to tell you the truth. He's saying, I want my miracle. Jesus is saying, I want to put you, I want to, I want to not only heal you from 38 years of being paralyzed, I want to heal you from the trauma that has had you there, from the people that have abandoned you through your issues. Now, 38 years of being paralyzed to you could mean a mental situation, an emotional problem. It could mean something that has been going on in your life since you were born. People who have rejected you, people who have hurt you, people who have spoken negative, negative about you. It could mean anything that has kept you from seeing Jesus for who he truly is. Did I lose a couple of you? And, I, and, I've, and I've been there. You see, I've been preaching the gospel since I was four years old. I've opened up missions in different countries. I'm working in Africa. I've done all, name it, except a few things. But yet I've, I've preached the gospel, but there was a time where I was preaching a Jesus that I didn't know. I've heard of him, but now my eyes have seen him. You want to know who he is? He is love. He is power. He is re reconciliation. You want to know what Jesus is? Look at the miracles that happened in your life in these last couple of months. Look at what he's done to you. 
Don't let the enemy bring you down with the trauma, with the anger, with the bitterness, with the things that you have done wrong. It's time for you to not wait in front of something that has not helped you, but recognize that the master, the creator, the power is saying, do you want to know the truth? So then I love this because Jesus doesn't get mad at him. Jesus just notices that he doesn't recognize him. And, and this, is, this is common for Jesus. Let me tell you why. Anybody ever heard of the disciples? No? If you heard of the disciples, raise your hand. If you have not heard of the disciples, today God is looking for modern day disciples. Right there. Look at the person next to you and say, you are a disciple. I might be prophesying that you will be one, but you are a disciple. We all are disciples. Now, check this out. You ever heard of the story of Jesus one day he was on a boat? No, actually, he was not on the boat. His friends, the disciples, were on a boat, and the storm came down. And all of a sudden, they're scared, and they're... <laughs> and then they see this thing walking in the ocean. He's just walking. Like, you know, Jesus was so... He had so much swag. He was so cool with everything he did. He was like walking on the water say like, I could do this you know why because the Bible says that the spirit of the God of God moves upon the face of the waters that's what it says in the book of Genesis so I'm moving in the spirit I'm walking on something so he's walking on water and he's walking on water and all of a sudden his disciples his friends the, those who saw him do miracles started like panicking like yo what is that and then this is what they say it's a cuckoo Okay, sorry. I'm Puerto Rican and Italian, so I'll tell you what this means. It means ghost. <laughs> it's a ghost. I'm scared. I'm scared. What is that? And then Peter's like, listen, I don't know what it is, but there's a storm here and you guys are cowards. I'm going to walk on the water and go find out what it is. <laughs> I ain't staying with you. They want to go to the ghost. But you want to know what, what's, what bothers me about that story? We're laughing. These guys saw him, knew with him, ate with him, and they couldn't see who he was. They were afraid of him. And how many of us are afraid of the true Jesus? That we're not seeing Jesus for who he is, we're seeing him as a ghost. This paralyzed man couldn't see Jesus for who he was. You know why? Their fear made them captive. And fear will take you away from using your true power. I'm afraid to use this dynamite. Why? I might explode. What's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. You want to know what? People ask me, and, and, and they've asked me, so little man. I'm going to be honest with you. My nickname in my family is, the, the, I, I'm mad at the iPad Nano and all this stuff because that was my nickname since I was born, Nano. And I think they prophesied over me. I was supposed to be the six foot seven man and they, make, they called me Nano since I was little. And I stood short because somebody called me Nano. <laughs> My dad was like, like five foot nine. May he rest in peace. And I'm like this. And then I look at my brother and he's got all the good genes. I'm like, I hate you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Where were we? I have bitterness against my, my height, right? No, no, but listen. This is like, this is exactly what happened. We're in this fear, and fear takes us captive to such a way. But you want to know what fear is? I want you to say this with me. Fear is, fear is faith, faith in Satan. 
That's what it is. If you think about it, if faith is believing in God and fear does not let you see God, what is wrong? Someone say with me, God forgive me because I've been living in fear. Fear of what? You're living in fear of man. Some of you are living in fear of what they're going to say about you. Some of you are living in fear of being true with yourself and having to face that you may have been screwed up for a long time. Maybe you're afraid of facing reality. Maybe you're afraid of not knowing that Jesus is standing in front of you. Now, the Bible says, and I'm coming to a close, that Jesus said to him, listen, he didn't say, I am Jesus. How can you not believe in me? He didn't say, he didn't say, you idiot. You know what he said? He said, get up. He didn't say, I am the son of God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. He didn't have to flaunt his power. He knew who he was. And when the church will stand up to the world and the church would know who they are, the world would have to bow down and know the truth. Amen. Say with me, I am the truth. Because Jesus is inside of me. Say with me, I am the power. Because, no, no. Come on. I got the power. So Jesus says to him, Jesus says to him, construct. You know what he says? He says, get up. Say with me, get up. And that word get up means three things in Greek. It means egedo. Say with me, egedo. Egedo, which means this. It means construct. So Jesus tell, tells this paralyzed man to be a construction man. What? And then it means wake up. Wake up from what? From where you've been. You've been sleeping. You've been in a nightmare. He says, wake up. Tell the person next to you, wake up. And then the third thing really blows my mind. You want to know what he says next? He says next, he says, I want you to resurrect. What was it that took power? What po- I'm sorry, I just told you the answer. What was it that resurrected Jesus from the grave? Power. I want you to tell the person next to you, you need to resurrect. They killed you. They took away your, your love. They played with your mind. But Jesus said to him, construct, resurrect, and wake up. Know the truth because the truth will set you free. Listen, guys, we're going to do something. We're going to do something in a minute. Jesus. How many of you, this word has really touched you? It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Because that's not what the only thing Jesus did to him. Then all of a sudden, this man gets out, out of his bed. And God was walking right there with him. He was staying there for 38 years, and it only took one moment, one word, to get him out. It was a hato. And it takes only one word to get you out of where you're at. That's the power of Jesus. It only takes one word word to change your marriage to change your family it's Jesus now in Jesus now it's so funny because all of a sudden one day these religious spirits these religious people you know came to Jesus and said hey so what is the greatest commandment out of all and Jesus says love 
and then all of a sudden love what is love because love encompasses all things now Jesus is every word I'll give you the reason why the Bible says in the book of John chapter 1 that in the beginning was the and the word was with and the word was but what word every word every word is in him he is every word he is every everything he is everything he's what you need he's what's going to actually make your dreams come true everything that has stopped he's going to activate it again he is who is going to heal your family he is who is going to get you out he is going to literally give you a ministry and you're like what do you mean you're going to give me a ministry because this is what he did to the guy he says okay i want you to get up now i don't want you to only get up but i want you to take your bed take your mat that you've been on for 38 years and go show off and then the guy goes well, wait a minute it's the sabbath and let me tell you what this means he goes i'm not allowed to work on this day because for us our culture we're not allowed to do anything on this day especially on the feast and jesus said i'm breaking the rules i am the feast i'm the reason why they're celebrating you're gonna you're gonna let the world know what that you encountered me He didn't say it like that. He said it with his actions. Because he didn't have to show off his name. He was the walking name. And you, you're either in two positions right now. You're either the one who needs to wake up, to construct, to resurrect, wake up out of your pain, or you're gonna be the walking Jesus who's gonna wake people up. Come on, come on. Stand up with me. I've been set free. My God, my Savior. Come on. Has ransomed Jesus. me. Chris for spending some time with us and bringing a fresh word. I'm just excited what God is doing. Uh, I believe that, you know, God, we got to give room for God to do what God has to do. There's some things we do and there's some things he do and we just allow him the space to to move in our lives because we, we we serve a God that's powerful like I believe that you could come in here one way and leave out another that's the God that I encountered 10 years ago and and it's not a program or a system when Jesus comes in all programs are gone and God does what he wants to do and I believe today he did something special in your life if today if you if today you accepted Jesus into your life please see us in the back we have a gift for you the second thing we, we, we suggest you do is find a church that's going to feed you spiritually and lift you up and build you up and encourage you. And if this is not the church, well, I don't know why not, but if this is not the one, we'll find one for you. Because the main thing is we serve one kingdom and one God. It's not about churches or denominations. It's about Christ and you plugging into a, somewhere you're going to be fed. And number three, you have the access and the ability to speak to God. So tonight, just go home and say, hi, daddy. And, have that, and start that conversation with God because you have that in Jesus Christ. Amen. So I'm going to pray as we believe today. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this moment, this time that you've given us to come and enjoy your presence. And I, we thank you for everything you've done in this place. At this moment, we leave this place, but not your presence because you never leave us nor forsake us. 
So as we leave out of here, we activate the angels in the spiritual realms to get us home safely. And this we pray in Jesus' mighty name. And the people of God say, and the people of God say, salute a couple people on your way out. See you next Sunday. Thank you.